Okay, we're in Bilvari Mishkan Evna on page Tess. We started last week, Baruch Hashem. We're learning about two types of, of Helen. This world is a world, and Ireland and, and Ireland means Helen concealment. The first level of concealment is that Hashem Himself is hidden. That Hashem is Baruch is a Kelmistata, He's a hidden God. And that causes a lot of a lot of problems. A lot of a, a lot of problems. That's the first level of Helen. But then there's a second level of Helen of concealment which we're focusing on now. That means even in the life of a person who believes in Hashem is Baruch, and a person who's learning and who's davening, there's a second type of concealment, there's a second level of Helen, where the person simply does not understand or see, on page test, where the person doesn't understand or see, despite the fact that he's sitting and learning in yeshiva his whole life, and he davens three times a day, and he keeps mitzvahs, and he has heli yiddish the heli yiddish everything is good. There's a second level of helim, where the person simply doesn't have any any chush at all, a feeling or an understanding at all of what he's supposed to do to serve Hashem. So he grabs on to bits and pieces of, he does this mitzvah, he tries that, he tries the chaperim, this shir and that shir. But there's a helim that in his life where the Yetzirah tells him that if you want to be a tzaddik, if you want to be somebody that actually has a connection to Hashem, that that's something which is very, 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 very hard. It's only the big tzaddikim that means, it means someone that 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 doesn't stop thinking for a second about Terry Mitzvahs and so on, and and as a result of that, the person begins to feel that in order to be an Eved Hashem, it requires something which is beyond his kaiches, something which he can't possibly do. And we learned at the Tzadik Hebrew from the Dubna Magid that Hashem says about such a way of thinking that. You got to be a soul. Now, it's a different religion. That's not that's not me. To to connect to me, to find me, it doesn't require such unbelievable, impossible yigiyas that are that are beyond you. It's not true. It says in the Torah. We're going to read in a few weeks. It's very near to you. Just do it. You can do it. Everybody can do it. So then, how come we're not being much there? So the point is, we're missing the we're missing the yesod, the foundation. And in the absence of that yesod, when we're missing that foundation, so everything else that we're grabbing at and serving Hashem, some more learning, a little another shear, a different way of davening, a new sefer that's going to help me daven, a new shul that's going to help me with shiurim and more davening, you know, uh, a new wife, new children, something to change my. Some, to help me daven, to help me learn all of that is if it, it, it's based upon a foundation that's missing the underlying yesite of what it means to be a Jew then it seems impossible to be an Eved Hashem and everything we're grabbing at it helps us maybe a day, a week, maybe a month a new project, a new undertaking anti-Lashon anti-Rechitlis anti-this, anti-that pro-learning, pro-davening it doesn't come out to anything because the aside is, this is what we're up to on page test, on page test, tzaddik bemenasa yechia. We don't, we don't really know what it means to believe in Hashem. The most basic thing is emunu b'Hashem. Isa begemar boch havakuk v'amidan lacha shunema tzaddik tzaddik bemenasa yechia. And the Novi havakuk revealed this to us that there are many, many aspects in avodas Hashem, but there is one yisod, there is one foundation. And that's tzaddik be'emunoso yechia, to become a tzaddik, which supposedly we all would like to do, 
not just for our children, but for ourselves as well, that to be a tzaddik, the way to become a tzaddik depends on emunah. In other words, Chavaku Kanovi summarized all of Yiddishkeit in that one thing. Tzaddik Why? Because that is the basic foundation of Yiddishkeit. And in the absence of emunah, if that emunah is not strong, if that emunah, if that emunah is unclear, then everything else, all the floors, all the stories that are built upon emunah that is hazy, all of that Avaitis Hashem is going to be unclear, unsatisfying, unfulfilling, and will ultimately bring you to a sense of futility. What am I doing with my life? What's the tachlis? Nocha minyan, nocha gemara, nocha mitzvah. What am I getting at? What's the tachlis? So Isa b'gemara boch havakuk v'hemvin alachas shnei mavetzadik v'menasi yichya adam shloi zochli kan is the mamak mapnimim shloi lem havaydam. A person who has not been zeichet to enter into the depths of what of Olam Ha'avayda of that world of Be'emis trying to serve Hashem. Evshavi hinay savor ki es inyan hamuna yisarach lahaz berak la'noshim shadayim leizochli kalo b'sach tzibur shaymer teremitzvus. A person who has never really served Hashem believes he thinks that. To whom do we have to explain what emunah is? What does it mean to believe in Hashem? Only to those Jews who are not zeichet to be part of a community at Sibor of religious, of religious Jews, of Orthodox Jews. So all of us are going to join partners in Torah, right? You're going to do some nice thing. You're going to call up some, some yid someplace in New Orleans and tell them to have emunah. And he needs to know what Amun is because I went to Yeshiva my whole life. I know what Amun is. So we only have to be makar of other people to emunah. But we all know what emunah is. Anybody who thinks that, he says, is making a terrible mistake. I'm observant of Torah I know the 13 fundamental principles of faith, which, by the way, on a regular day in Yeshiva, we're not gonna, as I said last week, we're not going to test anybody. Even the 13 fundamentals of faith, most, I don't know most, many, many, many of the Hebra can't even say, may, you know, over the course of maybe three days, thinking and working it out, maybe. They can get 10 out of 13, 11 out of 13. But, what? The question is they would know even where to look at it. Maybe they know it's in the back of the city, in the back of Shachris. They, they could find it there. But, but to know the 13 Ikar, so he says, so person thinks, what do you mean? I, I'm observant of Torah and Mitzvahs. I know the 13 Ikar. Therefore, my Amunah must be intact. I'm a religious person, I keep mitzvahs. My parents are religious, my grandparents, I know the 13 Ikarmar, therefore, I only can go out now with my amuna, and I'm going to go and talk to other Jews and other people. Anybody of you who's ever tried to do that knows that when you try to talk to other Jews about amuna, you realize how many gaping holes you have in your own. And how much you're fluffing around to try, try to come up with some answer and to explain what does it mean to be a mom into another Jew. Or else you could just go your whole life thinking, that I already know it. So he says, Vzutos, there's a big mistake. First of all, everything that's true needs chizik. Everything that's chizik. He says, it seems that the first mistake, that as a result of that first mistake, what happens as a result of that is all the future nefilas, all failures, all lack of hatzlochah in Avodah Hashem, 
follows that original error, that original mistake, which is chayser hayidiyah, which is that missing knowledge, that lack of understanding. That that emunah that we received, that we were told about when we were children, that they told us to say Shema Yisrael, to say Teretz Yivol that that emunah is, it might be enough, like the Tanya says in Yutches and Yutes, it might be enough that if God forbid one of us or any of us is being offered to either die or to renounce our emunah in Hashem, there is true, there's an emunah that's in the heart of each and every one of us, and as Jews have proven over and over in history, we would give up our lives for that emunah. And as we'd be, as we're being led off to be killed, like many of our ancestors, we'd ask, what, what does it mean to be a mammon? I'm not sure why I did that. I agreed to die for this emunah, but I'm not quite sure what it is. And, I, and, and only when a person has actually survived such a thing, and I know people like that. I know two people that I can think of like that. So then they have to come to, come to terms with why was I prepared to die for something that I really know very little about. So the emunah that we have from the time that we're children, which is implanted in us and our parents told us about, isn't enough to make you into an Evan Hashem. It's enough. It's enough to help you get to help you to help you be at that point where if it comes down to it, you're prepared to die al Hashem. But to live as an Evan Hashem, it's not there. In other words, that your davening should be with fire, that your learning should be with panemius, that your ben adam chaveir should be with panemius, that you should stay away from things be'emis, not to look at not to look at the wrong things, not to think about the wrong things, not to say the wrong things. The amunah that we have from the time that we're children is not working for that. So, it might work if it, it, to be you know to be burned at the stake, but it's not working to get us dominion. And to daven the right way, and to learn the right way, and to know the right way, and so on. Adam chayshiv laatz moshet taspik leavaydes lechatzi shana. So then you think, all right, all right, I'm asking. I need to have a refresher course. I'm asking. I need to start again. It's not even a refresher course. A refresher course means I learned it once the right way, and now I'm chazering. That's the refresher course. It's not even. A, we never learned it because they never taught us this in yeshiva ever. So a person thinks, no. Mask him. I agree that maybe I need to have a half a year, a six-month course, or Ishana, because nowadays everything has to be, they have books, physics for idiots, philosophy for idiots, everything, so they can have also Amuna for idiots. So a person thinks that it's enough to take six months or a year. I agree, I'm asking, I have to go to some beginner's courses, it's going to be embarrassing, I'm going to have to sit next to some Balchuva, it's embarrassing. But I'll, I'll ask him, I'll go to some gateways or discovery, whatever, and I'll learn some basics of Amuna. And he thinks that that's what it means, to go for six months to some crash course on Amuna. The only way you could have such a thought, if you think you're going to go for Shabbaton, and you're going to go to, go to some gateway Shabbaton and discovery, they're all wonderful, and that's it. Now I took my crash course. My I don't I don't have six months to, to think about this. I have a weekend I prepared to give for my amuna. So you give up that weekend and you go for a Friday Shabbos Sunday, and you hear a lot of speeches, a lot of joshes by by people who are who are uh, experts in this subject, and. And then you walk away feeling, no, I had my I had my chizik, I had my refresher course, and now I'm a full-fledged mammon, and 
you know, 15 minutes later, you're back to the same Narishkeit, you know, the same stupid movie, the same stupid thought, the same whatever, Diburim, the same empty diving, the same uh, half-hearted learning. So, it's not enough. And the only reason a person thinks it's enough is because he doesn't know what the moon is. The Chalal doesn't know what the moon is. And you think that when you go to that seminar and, and you heard some lectures, that that's also, that's also not a moon. That's something, it's a good thing, but that's not a moon. Before we learn what Emunna is, first, we have to make this clear. Because already some of us might be feeling uncomfortable. This, what is this? this is a first grade. We thought we're going to hear something interesting. You see, some nice, some vertlok, some nice chazal, something I could say over the table, and you're telling me about Emunna. So first we have to make clear, he says, that Tzadik Bermanosa Yechiyad, when the Novi Chavaku came along and said that the Yisoyed of all of Yiddishkeit and what makes a person to a Tzadik is Emuna. Perusha Shat Tzadik Achigad, what Chavakuk was saying was that even the greatest Tzadik on earth, I feel a Moshe Rabbeinu, Shubchir HaNivroim, even Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the most chosen of all living beings that who are ever on this earth, Iker Avadosa at Saif Yom of the Iker Avoid even of Moshe Rabbeinu to the end of his life, La'Isa what? The Nakudas HaEmuna, and this Nakuda of Emuna. Now the reason that sounds that might sound astonishing to us is because we think that Emuna means believing in God's existence, and that's it. So then, of course, if, if that's what Emunah means to you, believing in God, then it's absurd. <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu had to work his entire life to believe in God. He spoke to God every day. He has to work his whole life on believing in God. So what does he mean? Which, by the way, what he's saying here is the Balsham HaKadosh, all the tzaddikim say this. There's, not, no, there's no, not, nothing here is his own. So what does it mean? That even Moshe Rabbeinu, till his last breath, the avoid, the ikra avoid of Moshe Rabbeinu his entire life till he died was the Nakud of Emunah. Was this Nakud of Tzadik Bermanoso Yechia? Obviously, it doesn't just mean believing that, a God, that there's a God who exists. It has to be something more than that. Can I just say something? Why do you just. I, I know we're learning Amuna, but uh, isn't it uh, your Hashem also? I mean, does that, in other words, fear of Hashem uh, is uh, you know another thing that will motivate us to dive in with a full heart. And... You're falling into the same. Mechila, no, like no, a Svat Mosei Mechila. Okay, uh, uh, let me. That's exactly what he's. That's exactly what he's coming to help us with. There's there's tons of good stuff. Yiras Hashem is gewaldic. Ahavas Hashem, it's all gewaldic. What he's saying is, your Yiras Hashem is shallow and empty unless you first have Amuna. That's the point. Now, what he's saying is, you're 100% right. Yira means to be to be a God-fearing Jew is the, is the essence of our Yiddish kind is to be God-fearing. But what he's saying is, our problem is we try to be God-fearing without Amuna. And since our Amuna is so, is so uh, empty, is so shallow, is so weak, the Mimela, the Yeras Shemayim, is also weak. So a person will walk out this building, and walk down the, walk down the hall, and you'll excuse me, there's some, there's some nice-looking young girl walking by, and, a, and, a, and it's still the summer outside. She's wearing a certain outfit. And, and what happened to you, Yeras Shemayim? You just, you just, you just learned the whole Shara Yira in the Reishas Chachma, and you learned the Chavis Alavavis, and Gur, and this is health. What's, what's wrong with us? What happened to Yeras Shemayim? The Teretz is, what he's trying to get at is... To, to go to, to go back to the beginning, only a yiras Hashem that is built upon emuna, emuna, 
that Yiras Hashem will make it through wherever you are. It's not only that you have your Hashemayim on Rosh Hashanah Kippur, or that you have your Hashemayim when you're walking in a nice sneeze that could block someplace in Williamsburg or Borough Park. It's a Yiras Hashem that will be with you every second of your life. And the reason that it's not working for us, our Yashemayim, what he's saying is because the foundation of Amunah is, 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 is weak. And Mimela, our Yerashamayim is filled with Dimyayinus, that we think we're God-fearing. We're not really God-fearing, because if the Amunah is not intact, then who do you fear, Bechlal? What are you afraid of? So you're afraid that somebody should catch you. You're afraid that somebody should catch you. Somebody should see. Amunah B'Hashem, is, when it's intact, is so strong that Bechadri Chadarm, if nobody on earth could possibly come to that place, it's just you and your, you know, it's you and your computer. Nobody on earth could ever come to that place. That's your Shemaim. But that kind of your Shemaim can only come when the moon is intact. That's what we have to get at. <coughs> so he says that Moshe Rabbeinu, even the biggest tzaddik who ever lived, to the end of his life, that was his Avreda on that Nakuda of Amunah. It's not what we think that Amunah just means believing in God, that God exists. There's an Aymek Lifnim Aymek. There's a depth within a depth. No philosophy is. I mean, he says, I'm not talking about philosophy. We're not, he says, we're not coming to study theology, the different definitions of belief and so on and so forth. It's not a question of philosophy. What it means, oimik. When I say, in other words, he's saying, when I'm saying the depth of emuna, I'm not talking about philosophy. And that's why he says, that's why, he said, not, this is not a sefer that's written for, for geniuses, for Tamir Chachamim. It's not a question of philosophy. As we go along, I'm going to clarify. I'm going to try to clarify what is Amuna. Of a racist call, we have to begin. That the Nakuda Ha'amitis, the true Nakuda, the true point, that is the root of all of one's Avedis Hashem, including your Shemaim and everything else. It's a kol yochid v'yochid by each and every Jew. There's no chilik by every Jew. The the nekuda is the inner point of the avodah of every Jew. So it makes no difference whether he's the the God forbid the worst Russia or is Moshe Rabbeinu. Makes no difference. From a person who's, God forbid, found in the lowest, lowest, lowest place. To the highest Jew, a person who's attached to Hashem. It's one Nakuda that every single Jew, from the lowest to the highest, has to work on his entire life. And Zu Emuna. And only when that Iker is there, which is the root of, of who we are, then can you proceed ahead with all the other good things, including your Hashem. Al-Maran HaMashgiach Rab Chaska Levenstein, the famous Mashgiach from Panavish, the super, it's told, Shapam Laiz Ziknusai, once when he was an old, when he was already an old man, Neman Al-Habima B'Yeshivas Panavish, he stood up by the beam in Panavish, Ramakach, he said, Rabbi Sai, I was once young and now I'm old. At that time it says, He was almost 90. For many, many decades, I'm already giving shmuzen, talking, shiurim on the subject of emunah. 
ואני מרגיש שאם אני מסיח את עצמי כמה דקות מאמונה, ואני חושב שאני אקח את המיינד, אפילו כמה דקות, או כמה אמונה, אני לא אפילו ממדרגוסי. אני כבר סליפ לעולם מדרגה. אני משגיח רב חזקו לבן שלי, הוא צדיק יסוד העולם, שכל חייו He said that even at this age, if I take my mind off of Emunah, even for a few moments, I slip. Not to where we slip, but on his level. He slips. When we hear words like this from the mouth of a person who is known as a great giant in Yiddishkeit, and he testified about himself, that every moment of his life he's working on Emuna. So again, it can't be to believe that God exists. That's not what it is. It's avoid of Emuna. Because Rabbi Chaskel is saying every minute of his life he's working on Emuna. Bechol Rega. Harilimadnu Maran Hamashgiach Zatzal. That means that the Mashgiach of Rabbi Chaskel is teaching us. The true foundation of all of life. Havoida Harigoyis. That avoda which is every moment. Which is the basis and the foundation of the inner nakuda of all of our faith. Obviously, it couldn't possibly be that Abchaskel is talking about the simple belief that there's a God. We have to begin, and this itself requires a certain amount of emunah, we have to begin knowing clearly. That the Iker Avaid of a person in this world is Emunah Basham. Yedua Shamashgir Zatzal Hayimadar Bekola Shonam Al Harbein Nosim. We know that this Mashgir that Sadiq of Chaskal would speak about many subjects over the years. Avla Noisei Shechazar Alav. You need Emunah Pshuta in order to get the step to Walsh. Right. Absolutely. So we just don't understand what Emunah Pshuta is. So we think Emunah Pshuta means just believing that God exists. That's not Emunah Pshuta. That even a, why, do, why, why do we teach that to our kids? Why was that the first thing that any kid was taught from the time of Amavinu toward Yitzchak? Father, we, we do the best we can. No, that's the first thing we teach. Sure, and it, still, and it still should be. After we learn the Sefer, it will also be. There's no question. Right. But we, what our, our problem is, and you know what? I understand. The, we have to get further. But I'm saying the shoyish of it is also a belief is a God. hundred percent. That's not it's, the same. It's just a very empty thought. But, that, he said, but that's not, that's not going to keep you away from the wrong things. And that's not going to make you into a big Jew, into an Elohim. But we begin with that. We begin with... with we be, of course. The, that Everybody agrees. We begin with the Mitzvah of the Bayer The problem is that once you hit eight years old... We don't need anything anymore. Right. So, and our problem is uh, that we're way, way past eight years old. And it basically it still is that we believe that God exists. And, and, and the question is where do we go with that? It certainly begins with His existence. So he says, but that's not the shlemus of what a moon is. So he says that Rabbi Chaskel taught many subjects. But if anybody that's ever learned the svarim that we have no Baruch Hashem from the, from the Mashgiach Rabbi Chaskel we have many svarim. Whoever has gone through Rabbi Chaskel Avinshtam knows that over and over, even though he taught, he gave shmuz on every parasha, on every yontiv, he gave on everything. But it comes back, he comes back over and over, what? Nekudes emuna. Where did this begin by Rabbi Chaskel? So Rabbi Chaskel went and he was learning in Europe yet by the yeshiva in Raden, Shomaran Balachavetz Chaim, the Chaim's yeshiva. 
Now, some of you might not realize that Rabbi Yucham, who would become the famous Meshgiach of Mir, before he was in the Mir Yeshiva, he was Meshgiach by the Chavaz Chaim in Raden. And there there was a, there was a huge machlaikis in Raden, because there were those who did not want that kind of Musa, that sharp Musa, Rabbi Yucham was very, very, very deep. And there were others that did not that did not go for that. And there was a machlai, there was a big machlaikis in Raden that they tried to keep from the Chavaz Chaim for a long time because they didn't want to pain him. But Chavaz Chaim had his way of finding out. And uh, and he tried to stop it and he couldn't. And, and at some point uh, he, at some point he asked Rabbi Yeruchim that, that he said that Rabbi Yeruchim that it's not going to be possible to stay anymore over there in Raden. But it, originally Rabbi Yeruchim Levavitz, the famous Meshkich of Mir, he was originally in Raden. Chavaz Chaim didn't want that way? Yes, Chavaz Chaim invited him and wanted him. But it didn't... He wanted that Mahalach. You know, the Chavaz Chaim's Mahalach we know was more Bepashtas. Right. Was more Bepashtas. I, I, I don't know. He, he, he asked him to come. So it must be that... He, and he knew, before the Chavaz Chaim asked Rabbi Yuchim, he knew what Rabbi Yuchim had to offer. What happened was that in... Uh, and in the side, when Rabbi Yuchim came, he basically made the guys feel like they knew nothing. Pretty much like he's doing to us right now, right? <laughs> so they knew nothing. Now, Rabbi Yuchum was very deep, and he gave very, very teeth, a very sharp shmuzim, and over and over and over again he would tell them that they know nothing. And not only that, but there were a lot of El Tavarchim over there in the Mir. There were guys who were already 30 years old that knew a lot of shas and in, in, uh, in Raden. And he came into Raden, he came into Raden, and he, and he himself at that time, Rabbi Yuchum was a young man. He was a young man. He was around, the, he was. He was younger than many of the Elder Bachram that were in Raden. And but he was not nice upon him to anyone of you. He was an Ish Emes. He didn't care what people thought. And he let him have it. And what happened is right away the older Bachram were very, very insulted. They were very taken aback. How he was talking. And uh, and it, and they created a separate faction and it got very bad. I got very bad. And the Chavz Chaim. I don't hear. I, I, I know. I couldn't coexist. Whatever the Chavz Chaim just said. The Chavz Chaim said that obviously the Chavz Chaim felt he he wanted Rabbi Yehuda, but he just saw that it wasn't working out. The guys weren't ready for him. You have to be ready for such a person. And the guys the guys weren't ready. So the Chavz Chaim was very sad. But he said he said it's not going to work out. And he, you know they couldn't take apart the whole yeshiva and send out the whole yeshiva. But it's an interesting. Kufa, that time when Rabbi Yochum was in Raden, it was a short time that he was in Raden. And one of the greatest who was there, who was part of Rabbi Yochum's chaver, who joined Rabbi Yochum, many of them, when Rabbi Yochum left, many left Raden together with Rabbi Yochum. Hey, it was a whole parish. They left. Which the Chavaz Chaim gave a brach. He said that the Nishams are connected to, to, to Rabbi Yochum. But not all the Rosh Yeshiva agreed with the Chavaz Chaim on that. Some of the finest and tiefest of the guys went with went away with with Rabbi Yuch. So when Rabbi Chaskel was there, he, he by, by Raden, who shama taught the first line of Pejid Aleph, who shama sicher yishem Rabbi Yuchim zatzal. He was there when Rabbi Yuchim gave the first shmuz. When Rabbi Yuchim gave his first shmuz, sheshimish kemashgiach ruchani b'tkufa hib Raden. That time, that short time, when Rabbi Yuchim was the mashgiach in Raden, v'sichazu. Oscar be'emuna. The first shmuz that Rabbi Yochim gave in Raden was on this Indian of Emunah. May us, Rabbi Chaskel used to always say that from that moment, from that time when he heard that first shmuz of Rabbi Yochim, 
for the rest of his life, this he couldn't stop thinking about that this is the site of all of Yiddishkeit is Emunah, and he couldn't stop his entire life working on that site of Emunah. He says, the more that a person understands that Avaid and Amuna is the Avaid of a person in this world, the site of that Avaid is Amuna. And that building your way, your life in Yiddishkeit and Torah, in all of Torah, and all mitzvahs, and all Tikkun Hamidus, and davening, and everything, it's all built upon that Yisoyed Agabi Hamuna. To that degree, to that degree, will you be Zaych to live a life of Yiddishkeit that's true? Not just a hodgepodge, a little bit here, a little bit there, and some mitzvahs, some avayus, God forbid. But a person will begin to live a life of chayy emes. That's true. Okay, chal shachayshefu. But on the other hand, if the person has this thought, harigidalti kecharedi. I was raised as a, as a charedi, as a religious person, and now I went to yeshiva. Anikvayudeis yisaydes emuna v'chulu. I already know the foundations of emuna. I already know the basics of emuna. How are you, if a person thinks that, how are you rochak ma'ay? That means that he's very, very far. From the true point of what life is. If you think that you already know what it means to be a mom just because you're orthodox and because you were raised in yeshiva, he says you're so far from Amun you don't have the, an inkling of what Amunah means. Rabbi Chaska Labishnai said that if for a minute I take my mind off of Amunah, I slip. My Avayt is Hashem. Starts to fall apart. We don't feel that. We don't think of that at all, because we think that Amunah Hashem just means that God exists. But if a person truthfully wants to serve Hashem and become an Eved Hashem, then it means that the only way to do that is by starting again and to understand what's the Nakudas Amunah and building a Yiddishkeit based upon that Nakudas Amunah. Then we could begin to apply all the things that we learned over the years. But we have to. We have to return again to the Nakudas Hamuna. Ba'ifan Tiv'i. It's natural. It's very natural. The Yitzhahara comes, and this Yitzhahara can come with a nice bit and pace. And he tells the person that the Yitzhahara has to be there. Many, many subjects. Many subjects. I told, I, I once mentioned in Shaladav, I mentioned here, that I remember there was a bocha that came to me. There was a bocha that came to me, who a short time before was involved in a lot of things that were not good. And he came to me before Rosh Hashanah, and he said that he decided, he wanted to check with me, he decided that for this year he was macabre something upon himself. He wanted to accept something new upon himself. And, he, and, he, and it's a very big step forward. And I'm talking about a guy that had main, major, major in Yonam going on, like a month before that. So he wants to accomplish something upon himself, and I've read Hashem, and it's, he thought about it, and he's working on it. So I got all excited, I said, what is it? He said, he's thinking of putting on a gartel when he dies. So I said, well, are you kidding? That's your avayda to, that's an avayda? You can get one, I can get you one for, for 550, I'll get it for you for free when you're ready. That's your avayda to put on a belt when you're davening? So he says to me, Rabbi, you wear a gartel. So what's that to do with you? What I wear, what you wear? 
That's your avoda. You know, you're making a Kabbalah for the new year. Your Kabbalah for the new year is what? You're going to put on a belt when you daven, so it looks good. So everybody sees how now you have not only that, not only the yitzitzes are hanging a little bit beneath your jacket, it looks so nice, but now you also wear a when People say, what? Easy. What? Easy what? Of course, that's the, that's the whole point. So I said to him, that's not vaida. It's not vaida. Maybe it's not vaida 40 years from now. That's not an avayda. An avayda, tikkun amidah, change one midah. An avayda, once when you're walking in the street, not to look in the wrong place where you shouldn't be looking. Once. Try once to do that. That's not avayda. So, the Yazayat Zahar that comes and tells a person, like the Rabbi the Rabbi Naftali Rabbi had was in last week's parish in the, the Isra of not giving shaykhah. You know what it means, shaykhah? Shaykhah means a bribe. So he says, the Yazayat comes and gives a bribes also. You know, it tells you, it tells you, it gives you a little mitzvah, a little minig, and it gives you as a bribe that you shouldn't think about the real things you need to think about. That's looking last week the Zerakaidish from Atoli He has a murdic piece on it. He's the Yitzhar comes like this and he says to make a big Indian about a gartel or some kind of a minig or something else. That's all nice. I'm not making fun of guys. I wear them myself. But he comes along and with a, with a minig, a little bit of an avayda something, a nice mitzvah, and he gives you a shaykhat and he bribes you to think that now you're in Ebed Hashem. So the guy before he walks the shul Friday night tries on his gartel. And he looks really good, and he feels that he's an Evan Hashem. And the real things that he should be thinking about, and he should be working on, they should be concentrating on, he doesn't have to now, because he's, he's, he's a big Evan Hashem. So the same thing he says. The Yetzirah comes to a person and says that the main thing in your Evan Hashem is this or this or that. There are many subjects in being it. There are many things, you, you know, you, the main thing you have to work on is, uh, is this midr, or this chesed, or this, this or that, or this part of learning. Ha'el chadikul is a musr. So somebody says, you know, you have to work on Musa. Ach, you create a b'shem Oh, this guy likes Musa. This guy's chesidus. Whatever it is, we're like taking amidas. This guy says, you know, I, I get angry a lot. I have to work on my amidas, on my amidah of kaz. Like we spoke about last week a little bit. There's no lack of stuff to work on. This is the point that the guy that's working on kaz, it's a very noble thing, and he's learning Musa about kaz, but he never ever worked on his Nakudis Amuna. So the project the anti caste project is guaranteed to be short lived. The guy that works on so this guy with the Gatla says, No, it's because of covet of Tvila. I said, What do you want to wear Gatla? Because it's nice for Davening, it's covered at Tvila. I say, first you have to have a Muna to to to, to cover that Tvila. What do you think you go into shuls that are Orthodox Jews and everybody's screaming and talking and coming into shul half hour late, forty minutes late? What, what do you think? Where does that come from? That comes from a lack of appreciation for davening. That's those are the sickening speeches that are given week after week in all the shuls about a lack of appreciation for davening. That's narishkai. It has nothing to do with a lack of appreciation for davening. It's because there's no amuna. One of the outcomes of that, of course, is a lack of appreciation for davening. But it's because there's a, because there's no, because amuna is not there. And one is not there. Again, they all believe in God. Everybody in Shul believes in God. And if you believe in God, then how can you come to Shul half hour late? And how can you talking half the time during Davening if you believe in God? Sokosov, I mean, he's, he, he, God's also here. And he came here for the express purpose of listening to what you have to say. So if you believe in God, so then why? So the, the answer is not, or the problem is not a lack of appreciation for Davening. That's all the same bubamices, that's the lectures and speeches, all bubamices, to make symposiums and get-togethers and lectures on on iyun uh, you know, to understand davening, to have more of an appreciation for davening. That's all, you'll excuse me, bubamices. Our, our grandmothers didn't have any symposiums on davening, they knew how to daven. 
and they cried and they begged and they spoke to Hashem as well. The issue is not a lack of appreciation for davening. That's a symptom. The sickness is there's no amuna. There's, the amuna is not there. That's, therefore, you can talk about many subjects. So now this year's subject is going to be amuna. It's going to be rather tefillah. And this week's subject is going to be anti-kas, anti-loshnar, as we spoke about last week. But we're, he says, what we have to talk about, and the purpose of this sefer is to begin to work on a nekuda hapshuta, the simple underlying nekuda that is within the reach of every one of us. As hanekuda shereinu v'shamanim etzadikim shechayim imanu, this nekuda that we've heard from and we've seen from the tzadikim who are presently alive, and those tzadikim are no longer alive. What we saw by all of the emesit tzadikim, like Reb Chaskal and other tzadikim, was they said over and over and over again, nor emuna, emuna. That's the avoda. That Nakuda that gave Chiyas to every Tzadik, that gave him Chiyas every moment of his life, Ika Nakuda Bechayim Zuha Amunah. The Ika Nakuda was Amunah. Shavel Adam Limser is Kal Haina. It's worthwhile to give up everything a person has to find out what is this nakuda. How do we how do we connect to this nakuda of emuna? If you never learned this, if you never heard this from your rabbis, from your teachers, for the rest of your life, you could try different things. You tried all kinds of all different projects. You try in Avodas Hashem. Kanu machmir. So you say, I'm going to be. So what? So you accept upon yourself Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur to be machmir, like the student of mine. You think we machmir to put on a garden, and you can accept upon yourself some other chumrah. This year you're not going to give rafts. This year you're not going to or a chumrah or something you're going to do. Kanu manasa ligmal chesed, and you try. You're going to accept upon yourself to be to be involved in more chesed. You're going to be nicer and get do more good projects. And, oh, and you think somehow that's going to make you a better, more connected to, Jew, to Hashem. Obviously, everything that a Jew does, he gets rewarded for, and it's all good. All those things are good. Of course, it's beautiful. But as far as to make this Hashem, to be an Evid Hashem, no. This guy's problem is that he's missing the, the, the firm ground. Sha'Allah, Hakol Aimed, upon which everything is standing, upon which everything is standing. I had a friend of mine, he opened up a day camp someplace, and, and uh, it was a big, he got a building, he had everything, and they were building a, a pool for the kids for the summer. Now it was a Mazi, you might remember that in June, this past June was raining, it came out the whole June, it was rain. So he couldn't, he couldn't get the pool ready. You know what that is? To open up a day camp. Send out a million letters and put to every Jewish newspaper Olympic-sized pool, right for your kids. Olympic-sized pool. And 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 he tried to explain the parents were the parents were very angry. The kids get there. It was a hot summer. They get to camp. It's July. Where's the Olympic-sized pool? What? There are 50 guys working over there doing this, that, coming and going. It didn't. Well, there's no pool. Why was there no pool? The terrace was because the, the you can't you can't everybody knows that you can't finish the pool if it doesn't get if it doesn't have at least a good solid five six seven days where it doesn't rain. You can't do it. Same with any building. 
the aside has to be strong. And you can't have, if there's rain, there's guidance. It's got to, it has to have time to be strong, to get solid. So anything that you build, and if he would have rushed, he got, he said, it took two weeks. But, and he already lost a lot of people, and whatever happened, happened. But if you try to, if you try to rush ahead and to make the pool, or to build the building on concrete that's soft, so it's not going to go. Then the rest of the building falls down. Demis is that if the World Trade Center would have been made properly, the plane would have bounced right off. And yes, how's that possible? So maybe it would have broken a window. But it wouldn't have it wouldn't have caused the whole thing to collapse, the whole building. And you remember that after the mice that happened, so you remember all the diagrams showing how could such a thing take place? How did that happen? And then of course then the, then the, then the head started to roll. What happened? Just like right now in in, in, in Louisiana. So now everybody's shouldering this one's in, this one's in trouble. That one's in trouble. The other one, of course, that admits is the one who's least guilty, which is the president of the United States. He has to be murdered. But all the other Rishayim who are really guilty, they, they, they're saying it's not them. But why did that happen, Taki? How could it happen? Such a thing. So the Teretz says that if the aside, you know, so you could get this ready, you can get that ready. There's a problem is that that city, New Orleans, is 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 built upon a swamp of some sort. I don't know what, but it's not built upon sturdy ground, and it's also beneath sea level. So, and it's also in a neighborhood where they have hurricanes every now and then. So it it was a matter of time, and it's the same thing with us. If your if your Yiddishkeit is not built upon solid ground. You can blame your parents, you can blame your rebellion, you can blame everybody in the world. But the emiss is that the Nakudas Hamuna was not intact. Mimela, sometimes a person is able to withstand a certain level of any side. Like you have hurricanes, one, two, three, four, this was I think a five. So they all saying, oh, we only thought it could go to a four. Or three, I think. Right, it was only built for a three. So what happens if there's going to be a five? It's bad. It's bad if there's a five. It's bad. So now they're now they're over half a million people that are, that are dragging around. Their whole lives are ruined, right? So a person. So when it comes to this yarnis, how are we? So if someone says to you, "Where are you holding in your Yiddishkeit?" You say, "I'm like holding by a three nisayim." In other words, until a three, I'll be I'll be okay. What happens if you get a four or five nisayim? Like what happens if they get a new secretary? A different kind of a, a madrega of a nisayin, and that's already a, a level five nisayin. Oh no, I'm only for three nisayin, which is already madrega. A person could say that. Mostly, we think we're holding by ten. Ten means Allah spheres and Allah madregas, right? And then all it takes is like you know a little, like a, like a, a number one nisayin. But if you're yisayin, if the if the basis of who you are, if your yiddishkeit is murky and mildewy and soft and so on. So then, you could maybe be good for a Nisayin number one, a Nisayin number two, and you feel very good about yourself. Ah, you t- and you tell some friend, some guy that was Nikshal in a number two Nisayin, you say, what are you, you're a maneuver or something, a mushkas? What's the matter with you? You're a married man, you're, what do you think you're doing? You're crazy, out of your mind? A mushkas. So he says, I don't think your friend says, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I thought, and I crumbled, and crud, and the, the levy broke, yeah? and it came, everything came in like that, it was Gefele. And you say, well, you know, you're a big Russia, and... and and I don't know if your wife should ever talk to you again because you're such a Russia. And if you'll be good, I won't tell her. And I'll give you a chance to fix yourself up. And you're a big knock until number four comes along. And then you tell the other guy, who by now is already holding by stock. And, you tell the, and the guy says, hey, hey, what happened to you? You're the big Balmusa, what happened to you? 
since I was only until three. I was only until three a Balmuzna. After three, that's already it's not, there's nothing I can do about it. I don't have, my levy wasn't built for a, a number five hurricane. So a person has to realize that the aside is a Muna. And we're going to learn about that, what that means. And if that's not, if that's not strong, and everything, it could look like it's a, you look like you're an Elohim. And you do all the right things and you stay away from the wrong things, it's just because the hurricane hasn't come yet. That's all. It hasn't hit you, that level of any sign. But on the day that it does, if you don't have the Amunah intact, you'll fall in a minute. It'll go faster than, 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 you know, than Italy fell before the, before the, or the French, before the Nazis. It'll go very fast. It won't take long at all. Huh? I thought you could only get the level of hurricane that you can handle. You can handle it. You can't. No, the person doesn't get it. Oh yeah, but just of course you could handle it. But you. So, so then. No, if you're not you, level, you, you couldn't possibly mean. If you're not uh, that level, you won't get it. Won't get so you couldn't hurricane. possibly then, according to you. How, so according to you, how come anybody feels they're misguided? According to you. Exactly. Because they could have really done. They could have. Well, that's exactly the answer. So you could have. Of course you could have. I'm saying the level. If you can do a hurricane one, that's your level. Every Jew can hold out anything. I'll say this is different. Shgachah I only mean anything that Hashem brings to him. You're right. So Hashem's not going to bring to me you what He would bring to the Chavetz Chaim. But whatever he brought, we have the right levy. We have all the kaiches to make the levy for what He brings to us. That's true. But if I don't, if I don't work on myself and there's no avoda by me. And I don't go checking on the levy every day, right? And I don't plug up the holes or do whatever you have to do to make it good. So the story is on potential, they say that means on the potential. For me, my, no, my number 10 for me, not the whole time. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's saying, but my if you're not there, so how could, how, how could such a Messiah come to you? If you're not there. I'm not there yet. No, the premise is you are there. Of course you're there. You are there. You're, oh, no, now you expand up. You, you expect it. You no, you, you're there. You're there. We're all saying the same thing. You're just not dealing with it. It's just, that's what he's saying. It's the same thing. Of course you're there. It's a Shiloh that you're there. But you're, you're, you're being lazy. You're being neglectful. And you're not fighting. That's all. But why are you there? What he brings to the Chavaz Chaim is something else. What he brings to us. And even amongst ourselves, where we come from, who we are, every person is tailor-made. But we have the mechanisms to be able to deal with it. What's the problem is, is that the Yisait of Amunah is weak. I mean, Mela, we don't know how much Kaychus we have. And because our Amunah is weak, we don't, we don't empower ourselves. All those lights of Yos of Shemayim, of Davening. You know how much I'm Davening? On the way, on the way here, I, I, I was talking to a, I was talking to a, a young woman that have a, who has a child that's a year old, and her husband is dying of cancer, Hashem Yirachim, and and all I could think about, and she was saying they went to this rabbi, they went to this, they did this, they did that, and nothing was today was was horrible. Today was horrible. So I said to myself, I was thinking. If, if we really, really, really would daven, those who know her, know him and, and love him, if we would really daven, if we really be'emis, our each person, his number 10 davening, our number 10 davening, we could stop this. We could stop this. That's why there's a, there's a, there's a sefer that came out already like a year and a half ago 
from one from the Biala Rabbi from the he's called the Mavasa Tiger, wrote many Sfan. It's a big, big, big Tamakhach and big Ayvadeshah. He was Mogano in Switzerland. Goes back and forth there to sell. So he wrote a whole Chibba now, must be 350 pages, called Maimit Chiyas Ames. Came out a year and a half ago. The whole safe was on the Indian of cancer. On that Machla. The whole safe. In that safe, one of the kudas that he makes in that safe is that it's, a, that it's so natural that when a person hears the word, that horrible word cancer, that somebody has cancer, at that moment when you hear it, there's a yeyush, there's a feeling of yeyush that goes, a light that says, forget it, nabuch, nabuch, yeyush. He says, the mimela, the tefillas, anishkan tefillas. And he says, listen what he says, there are other diseases that are, that are as dangerous, uh, uh, that, that, that are uh, terminal, that uh, God forbid, kill a person. And he says, but it's interesting, in those machlas we see that tefillas are poil a lot more, but when it comes to cancer, it's not, we don't see that, that it's poil. We see with cancer, it seems to be like out of control. So the Bialo Rebbe says there in, in that Maimah, he says the problem is that we don't believe that we have the kaiches in our tefillah to overcome this monster that's called cancer. And if we would hear, and even if, if we would hear that word cancer, and we wouldn't be misyayish, and we would Davin and number ten davening, all of the yedidim, all the chaveim, the hobbis medrash. If we would, those are kraivim. If we would mamish mamish put in all of this tefillah with all of the muna of what a Jew is, there's no question that we could be mevatul. No question, because the kaiach of tefillah is inside. Just like Hashem is without end. The tefillah, the Baruch Hashem we could do that. We could do that. So he says, what's the problem? The problem is, is that when we hear that word cancer, so of course we all dive and we're going to divide up tehillim and all the. But inside there's this thought, and when the husband comes home, he tells his wife, that, so young, oh you never. And then you start to get back this result and that result. And it's already it went where it went here, it went there. It's already unstoppable. There's nothing in the world that could stop Hashem from fixing something. There's nothing that's too strong for Hashem. There's no cancer in the world that Hashem can't deal with. What the Mavasa type says over there is that because of our weakness and amuna and our inclination to be misyaish, to give up hope when we hear that word, he says something turns off inside of us and our davening is not wholehearted. Of course we feel bad. Of course we want that. But we, what again? How in a davin, in a davin, in a davin. It says in the Gemara, "Afil chayav chadam anachas tzavar shaladam yisayish mefaranis." That even that min arachmim, even even if the sword is mavish on your throat, you don't stop davin. But there, so everybody says that Gemara, and we all know it. But it's very very hard beemis beemis that it should that that we should davin a hundred percent with all of our hearts when we feel that there's no hope for this guy. What are you going to do? There's no hope. Mashaikin comes to another sickness, another machl, which is not as famous as being fatal, and we're not so much into that tract of Yeyush. So we hear another machl, so you didn't could go without any sphakus. No, we're gonna get over this. We'll work this out. We're gonna beat this. We'll conquer this. It'll be okay. So what's missing what's missing is that that ground level or that foundation level of Amunda being strong. I mean, when things come our way, we don't have the resources to be able to deal with it. Not in tefillah, 
not in Amunda, not in Avedis Hashem, we don't have the resources to deal with it. I often think, it's a, it's a horrible thought that comes, you know, with people who grew up in homes like this. I often think, like, what would I have done if I were in the Holocaust? Like, how would I, you know, I hear about my parents and all they went through. I think, like, I wouldn't have managed for an hour. I wouldn't have managed for an hour. Let alone to come out and to try to raise Jewish children and to, and to try to, you know, to, to continue and davening and learning and everything else. And I don't think I would have made it. I don't think I would have lasted for an hour in that business. So there's a reason why the Bernishalom gave that Nisayna of the Holocaust to that, to that generation. I don't know how we would have made it in our generation. When big Nisayna is for us is if the air conditioning turns off in the Bismarck. That's the end of my learning. I, I guess I'm going to have to leave Yeshiva. Right? There's no air conditioning. What would have happened to us, our door, our generation? And even after that, that the Bernishalom had Rahmanis and he gave a little bit, some years, some time, that... Uh, Compensation, like they have for the Jews of Gush Katif or, or the people that are going through this Katrina, they have some compensation. So after the Muhammad Hashem gave out some compensation. Nope. Yiddish Kai came a little bit easier to our parents. But our generation now is so weak. The weakness is in Amunah. And so it's within the reach of each and every one of us to strengthen this foundation. Zui, the last line, Zui imkain, ik in the kudus ha'elam ha'shebet If the world is called an island because it's a place of helam of concealment, the main concealment of all of life is this. Ha'machshava she'b'nei adam cha'ishim she'kvar rochashu es'amuna. This helam, that the HR comes, the HR comes and tells you, you already are a mom and you already believe. You don't have to work on that. You have to work on other stuff. But emunah, that's already under your belt. That's the main Helen. That's the ikkah nakud of concealment in this world. It's not that God doesn't exist. God exists. That the Yetzirah leaves us with that. God exists. But that's all that you need to know is that God exists. And that's all that you need to feel. And that's going to make you into an Ebed Hashem. That itself is the biggest Helen. It's the biggest concealment. They think that they already have their amuna is munachas bekis. They already have it. Amuna is already in their back back pocket, and mimelo they can deal with anything that comes along, and they can build up all of their avodas Hashem, all of the Torah mitzvahs they can build up on what, on that thing which they, that that yesod which they think is solid. Because why? Because when they were kids, they told them Shema Yisrael, and and they told them that the Torah tzivul and Amayshem Marshal Kilas Yaakov. Yeah, how many times I've had this conversation with. I've had this conversation with students of mine. Where I taught for many, many years. When I taught for many years, there was a certain. A lot of the kids went from there to Queens College. A lot of them went to Queens College and some went to Yeshiva. So I always told them the ones that were going because we was in Queens. I told them when they go to college, I said, "Don't take that class in anthropology. Don't take anthropology." And I knew that many of them were drawn to anthropology. A, it sounds interesting. B, it was usually an easier A. C, so for some reason it fit into the schedule by, by everybody. I don't know. It fit into the schedules that the anthropology. I don't know. That's just how it is. It fit into a lot of the schedules that they don't have to stay for another three hours. I'll take anthropology. So I had these guys that are telling me, Rabbi, would you, why can't I think? I said, I'm telling you, don't take anthropology. Trust me. No, mankind. Yeah. So don't. So they would tell me, Rabbi, don't worry, I'm okay with that. So I was, don't take it. I don't. I'm asking you personally, Taiva, don't take it. So ruba de ruba, they didn't, and they, and they would take something else. But then there was there were some that that they felt they were fine with it, and I can't tell you the ones that were more honest would say, after like you know three classes. I'm having major sphakis in Amunda. All of a sudden, you see this girl, she starts to put on pants again, no more skirt, right? And this one already takes off his yarmulke. 
What does that mean? So you think, oh, because they, they maybe weren't so from to begin with. That's not necessarily true. We try to isolate and protect our children. And we're worried, like <clears throat> I, I said this once, I had to go to a big conference of some sort, which I generally stay away from all these conventions and conferences. Um, I, I generally stay away from them, for whatever reason. But I had to go to, and the whole conference was what? The whole conference was, was Rabbanim getting up and talking against the internet. That the main problem of Yiddishkeit in our generation, the challenge to Yiddishkeit is the access that the kids have to the internet and the uh, adults. So, and so what are we going to do? We're going to find ways to make sure to eliminate them from our lives. And, I, and I, I got up and I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it. And I said, this, that's the main problem of Yiddishkeit in our generation. If our Amunla would be strong and our children's Amunla would be strong, they wouldn't fall to pieces the second they're left, they're left alone in the room. We can't, of course we have to do you something. You're the perfect man, then. Oh, what I'm, what's your name? I'm sorry, Rabbi. My name is... Hilly. Hilly? Hilly. Hillel. Rabbi Hillel. Hilly. Hilly. So the main... The, look, the, the, of course we have to try to get rid of these things and do whatever we can to make to clean up our act. That's not... That's not you're what, saying, that's the Nakuda of the... That's not the Nakuda. The Nakuda is you're not talking to our children about Amunda. They don't have the children's Amunda is so shaky and so weak. You're right. You're right. We have to clean up all these things. We'll do whatever we can. But the bottom line is that the day is going to come with that kid sitting someplace, and no matter what, it's going to happen in life. He's going to be alone with something or somebody. And just like Yosef at Sadiq, who came from a nice home, <laughs> and the Shilas, what are you going to do on that day? If you're a mammon, maybe you'll win. If real mammon, you're for sure going to win. If you're not a real mammon, you could have been the nicest little boy and had the longest payas in the block and never saw an internet until he was 17 years old, never saw an internet. But avoid that day when he first sees it, the light bulbs that go off, ding, ding, ding. Now, if the side of Amunah is stark, is very strong, if the underlying, if the concrete is really good underneath there, nothing in the world, like, like, like it says in Mishnah, like in Parrot, then, then even if a strong wind comes, it won't blow the tree. Just like the talking about the hurricane, if it's got the right levy, it'll be good. But if the moon is weak, then even though you took out the internet from the house, you tried to follow the kid around all day long, you followed him until he was 18. Right. And you never, he never saw anything because you kept him, you brought him up in Monroe, in, in Square. You, he never saw anything in B'nai Brat. You followed him everywhere. Eventually, every single one of us meets up with the Yet Sahara. And the only child is what happens on that day. The answer to that is going to depend upon your Amunah. So I wasn't saying those are all important things, but that's not the Nakuda Hapnimis. Talk about Amunah. Pour Amunah into the Kidlach. Tell them, learn with them these things. Give them this, this hergish of what it means to be a mammon. And let's get rid of do whatever we can to isolate, to protect, and to bring them up in the right neighborhoods. Avada. The right books, the right things. But if you're just going to talk about magazines and internet and computers, and you're not going to, and the teachers are, and and and, and, if, and if you and the kids growing up in a class, all they ever heard was the rabbi say, "Be quiet, put your finger on the Gemara," and nobody ever spoke to them what it means to be a mom. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? So they'll say, "No, the Gemara will help. The Gemara will help." A nechdigatog. The streets of Bar Park and the streets of our neighborhood and the streets of in Baltimore and Queens all over are filled with kids that learned that learned Shnaimachs and Betalans. They learned Shnaimachs and Betalans, and they might even remember the Taisus too. But it's not saving them. It should. And, and, but, but their moon, their moon. This is what we're talking about. We'll, we'll continue with the next week.